0: It's good to see everybody's. Good to see your faces, uh, new faces, and, um, and obviously our, our family. It's just great to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Do you believe that? Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I, I mean, when David, we we'd say that all the time when David says, I was glad when they said unto me, Let's go to the house of the Lord. I loved it when they were telling me, when they would say to me, Hey, when dad would walk in and be like, All right, get dressed, shoes on, we're going to grandma's house. I love going to grandma's house because I knew there was food there because if daddy'd be stingy with stuff, obviously I ate good at grandma's house. I enjoyed going to her house because dad'd be like, you can have two Oreos. Grandma'd be like, you could have two dozen. I mean she was like that grandma math is amazing, isn't it? That's a that good math. I mean, she'd be like, she goes, go ahead, baby, get an extra helping. Go ahead and help yourself. I was like, yes, ma'am. You know what I'm saying? I mean, grandma just had good things. So I was glad when they, but you should be glad when they said to you to go to the house of the Lord. There should be an an, an expectation and an anticipation when you come in the house of the Lord. Do you believe that? What I mean by that is like you, you shouldn't wait to come to worship you you should, you should already be in the state of worship when you get here. The band joins you, when you come into the house of the Lord, you know what I'm saying. You you be like, well, that, well I've been waiting on the band. You are the band. Well, I'm just waiting on it. You are the choir. You are. You should be singing uh, when you come in. When you get up in the morning, you should be able to be on Sunday. You know it's Sunday. You know where you're going. You know exactly what's going to happen. So he's like, hey, I'm already prepare my spirit to go into the house of. I'm already. I'm gonna worship on the way. To the house of the Lord, and I'm gonna—I am already gonna be there. I'm—I'm not, I'm not gonna wait for worship to get me there. I am already gonna be prepared. Amen. We're gonna talk about that today. I know y'all ain't ready for this. Y'all ready for this? Da-na-na-na-na. Anyway, so we're gonna—we're gonna—we're um, gonna talk about that here in just a minute. Last week we did a—we've uh, been in a, in a uh, series. Of an encounter we talked about encountering God, encountering Jesus, encountering the Holy Spirit. Uh, last week we were talking about encountering God through worship. And how many of you have enjoyed our, our just talk? Last week we had pastors come out. Um, Pastor Vernon with his tambourine. Bro, you got skills with the tambourine, tambourine. Kevin dance moves uh last week are really good i, I was wondering I, I was telling vanessa i said i wonder if i ever did any moves like that i'd have to go home and put on a, you'd have to put icy hot on me um, if i had moved like that she's like you can put icy hot on yourself i ain't putting icy but the truth of the matter is, is that we were talking about praise ye the lord let everything that has breath praise the lord, praise the lord. you praise the lord and that's what i was saying earlier is the fact that we need to come in with anticipation when you when you turn in your your signal light even before you come in that you need to already prepare your heart for worship you know where you're going you prepare for that you know you're going you know you're coming here You you didn't just by happenstance, you wake up in the morning going, I guess I'm going to go to church. You're like, you know, I'm going to church this morning and I am going to join. They're going to worship the Lord. But I'm telling you, I'm already be in a state of worship. I'm already be, my heart's already going to be prepared for worship. I'm already going to walk in with the expectation that no matter what anybody else does, no matter what's going on in the sound booth, what's going on the stage. I am a worshiper. God has created me for worship. Amen. Did you know that? Yeah. Some of y'all don't. Y'all just look at me like, is that true? Am I supposed to be? Yes, yes. The answer is yes. You're worshipers. God created you to do that. And we're not just talking about work as worship. When you're, you're doing dishes or you're going to school, it's, your li- it's a lifestyle of worship, not an event. But when you come here, there is something about corporate worship when you're worshiping with your brothers and sisters. Amen? And so uh, we're going to talk. This is part two of that message. Are you ready? Strap on, strap, strap your seatbelt in. We're going to take off. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time. I'm praying, Lord, that you would help us to really grasp that. The concept of what it means to gather together with worship and praise and worship, Lord, because you are worthy of all of our praise. You are. You're worthy of it, no matter how we feel, no matter what the circumstance. And help us, Lord, to be vertical in our worship, Lord, that it's all about you. So we thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, help us. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, help us transition our minds out of anything about us, but help us to put our mind upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the things that I, um, in our marriage, Vanessa and I have been married 23 years, coming up on 24, um, and one of the things that's um, that's been true, I know this to be true about her, and that is Vanessa loves to try new things. She's always loved. She just loves to try just different different things. And so I, I I'm like I'm a man, of, a creature of habit. I like my routine. I like old stuff. You know, I like old Westerns. I like old. I just I like my routine. I like certain things. So she is like to be more spontaneous. And but but she knows this about me. So she tries to prepare me for certain things. And so one one day she came to me and she goes, honey, we need to go to a NASCAR race. And I was just like, there ain't no way in the world I'm going to a NASCAR race. The last thing I want in the world is for a black guy to show up at a, a stadium full of rednecks you know, um, and going into, a, 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 I'm just going to a NASCAR race. Why in the world would I want to go to that stadium and watch a bunch of cars drive in a circle? I can do that. I can drive circles in the parking lot at church. I really can. I can drive Why would I want to go do that? She goes, we need to go. She's never been, you know, she does that deal. She's like, don't knock it until you tried it. I'm telling you, it's a great, it's a great thing. And so I, out of trying to, wanting to please my wife, I went to a NASCAR race. I went to it and I told her, and I, I, you know, I didn't think about it though, Uh, Pastor Kevin, I didn't think about it because I thought about it when I got to the deal. I was like, wait a minute. It's a bunch of rednecks going to be here. I'm going to be the only black dude in a sea of rednecks. You know, I told Vanessa, I go, listen, when we get in here, I said, if anybody asks me anything, if anybody come to you and they look like they're going to want smoke or anything like that. You tell him you're my parole officer. You let him know that you're you're my parole officer and you're here taking me on a field trip. You know what I'm saying? I just I don't want to die. If that's a lot, you know what I'm saying? I want to die in a redneck stadium. You know. And so she's like, "Calm down. It's gonna be all right." So walked into. I mean, I'm walking this big old Texas Motor Speedway. I'm walking into Texas Motor Speedway. Every I've never seen so many RVs in my life. There are RVs parked in. I seen cowboy boots and a belt buckle. That dude had a belt buckle it looked like a plate. On his on his side, look like you could eat off of it, like, and it was huge. And so I'm just like, "Wow, welcome to Texas." You know what I'm saying? And so I walk in to the NASCAR, uh, into this arena, and a sea of rednecks. And a guy, I kid you not, this is a true story. A guy walked up to me, stepped to me, looked me dead in my eye, and he said, "Whoo!" <laughs> and then walked off. That's a true story. Walked up, just saw me and went, whoo, and just, I mean, I was just, I I reflected on that. And I thought to myself, what did he mean by that? You know, what was, what was, what was the, the verbiage? What was he trying to express? And here, as I meditated up on that time in my life where I walked into that stadium, this is all I could come up with. He was so elated, so amazed to be in a place where they're going to drive cars around and around and around and around that he could not contain himself. And the only thing that he could come up with in the English language that could display his feelings was, whoa, that's all he had. He had nothing else. Whoo! And so and he walked off. And here's what I want to tell you that if if somebody could be excited about cars running around in a circle and running all those laps how about we get excited about the king of kings and the lord of lords and the alpha the omega the beginning and the end the first and the last how come we can't get excited when we come to church knowing that we are worshiping the creator of the heavens and the earth the god, the god of the universe the god of the cosmos who has everything in held by everything. Everything is for him, by him, through him. Why can't we walk into this place and know that we're worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord? There should be a whoo in your spirit. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Some of you don't got no whoo in your spirit. Even if it's a, mm-hmm, something should be on the inside of you ready to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Yeah. There should be a whoo in your spirit. I mean, I'm telling you what, we get excited about all these other things, but the truth of the matter is that God has created everything and he has blessed you. Some of you are like, I don't feel blessed. I don't even smell blessed. But the truth of the matter is God has blessed you with every spirit. Spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So I respond, and He has given you everything that re- pertains to life and godliness. So I respond. He's blessed me in the city, blessed me in the country, blessed going in, blessed going out. When I lay down, I'm blessed. When I get up, I'm blessed. He has blessed me, and He's given me everything I need. I have the mind of Christ. Not only that, that He has also given me all that I need to be who He's calling me to be. Why would I not walk in this place, ready to worship Him with everything? Yes. On the inside of me. Right. Yeah. There should be a worship in your spirit, right? You should be something. I'm going. That's why David was like, I was, man, I was glad when they said to me, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to the house of the Lord and I'm ready to worship. You'll just, you wait for, sometimes you just wait for the music to start. The music should be waiting on me because I already and where I got a set of pipes, I already, I'm already, I got, I got, I got hands. I got, I can worship Him because He has created me for worship. Well, and here's where it starts. It starts with, it starts with an invitation. Say an invitation. It starts with an invitation. Here's what it says: Psalms 96:8 says, "Give to the Lord the glory, do His name, bring an offering, and come into His courts." who, who who's that invitation to you? The invitation is to those that are hungry, those that are thirsty, those that need him. Come to me, all ye that are heavy laden and burdened down. I'll give you rest. Come. There's an invitation. Psalms 95, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Psalms 102, serve the Lord with gladness. Come. There's an invitation. Come before his presence with singing. Psalms 104, enter his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Remember, remember when we used to sing, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his... I don't know if y'all know that. And I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for He has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for He has made me glad. You guys, how many of you guys remember that song? Some of you, guys, some of you, oh, remember that song? We would we would say, Get up in the morning with a praise in your mouth. Starts with an invitation, and inviting you. Invite invitation. That invitation, who? Who come? Invitation should cultivate anticipation. When you get the invitation, it'll cultivate anticipation. David said in Psalms, I was glad when he said to me, Let's go to the house of the Lord. That anticipation should foster and stir up expectation. So that when you start worshiping the Savior, that he, the worship that goes up, that expectation will break off your limitations. Because some of you come in with some chains and shackles that need to be broken off. But you know praise will do that. Praise will cause, the, it'll change the atmosphere. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know there's sometimes when I'm in a bad mood or something's going on that I don't like, I'll turn on some praise and worship music. And if I don't, and if sometimes, and you ever turn on the radio and sometimes every song is not a good, you're, not, you're just like, oh my goodness. I don't, I mean, back in the day when they used to wear out, wear out worship songs, a new song, you know, K-O-T-Y, I'll do something, they will, they will, they'll sing or they'll play a song till it's just like, oh my goodness, not that one. You know what I'm saying? They'll, they'll wear it out, you know? I mean, they, they just, absolutely, just absolutely will. But even if that, there is no place that this says that I can't just worship him with my own, with my own life, with my own words, with my own heart. I can worship him and it'll change the atmosphere. All of a sudden, you start worshiping the Lord, you start praising the Lord, because he's worthy of praise, and the the, the spirit of the Lord will come in and flood wherever you are. People are like, "Why why you got a smile on your face? I've been worshiping the Lord. I ain't worried about all this other stuff, but didn't you see on the news that Putin and, like, listen, he can keep on Putin. The truth of the matter is, I'm moving, I'm moving with God. I don't care what, I don't know if, I know the truth, we need to be praying for Ukraine. I absolutely, but it'll change the whole atmosphere on the inside. If you. you know what I'm talking about, it'll change it. So the truth of the matter is you keep on moving. So that expectation that'll break off your limitation and then that'll create a habitation. Because the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. The invitation brings about anticipation and that brings about expectation to break off your limitation and cause a habitation. Oh, but it don't stop right there. That habitation, a pull, the gravitation of the presence of the Lord. So all of a sudden, that habitation, because he says he inhabits a pra- praises of his people, the gravitational pull of his presence to pull that and the gravitational calls there to be a visitation. So all of a sudden you are by yourself, you worship the Lord, all of a sudden he shows up. Ah, here I am. He's like, well here I am too. Nope, here I am. Here I am. I'm here because I said I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I said that I'll always be with you. When you walk through the fire, I'll be there. When you go through the flood, I'll be there. When you go through all those things, I'll be there. Not only will I be there with you through the flame, but I'll pull you out and you won't even smell like smoke because he is an all-consuming fire. That gravitation pull comes about with the visitation because when you do that, you lift your hands and voice in exaltation. And that exaltation of praise will bring about devastation in the enemy's camp invitation starts out with anticipation brings expectation all of a sudden you see that expectation and praise uh, break off your limitations the limitations are broken off and then it'll cause a habitation that habitation will bring the gravitational pull of his presence and therefore visitation and then you lift your hands in exaltation it brings devastation to the kingdom of darkness but here's what happens Here's what usually happens: Some people come in with hesitation. When they come in with hesitation, hesitation brings in about all of life's frustrations. Then the hesitation brings a frustration. Then all of a sudden you find yourself in agitation. You agitation and then you know that it brings about all the things of the world. And that agitation brings about irritation. Anybody ever been irritated? Bring your ir- irritation. Then your soul can't take it anymore. Then there's a vexation in your soul. And you look up and nothing's changed around your world. So that irritation and aggravation and all of that irritation brings about the fact that you're still in the same situation that you've been in all along. And that same situation will bring an infestation of negative thoughts. The infestation of negative thoughts will bring with the enemy's accusations because he's the accuser of the brethren. And then when he brings about those accusations, it'll pull you in to a place of temptation. And that brings devastation in your life. And that's enough to give anybody heart palpitations. (laughs) The truth of the matter is, is that when the spirit of God comes, though, hmm, that habitation will make your spirit man come alive. And that's where the resuscitation of the spirit comes and causes you to rise up and be who he's called you to be. And do what he's called you to do. Amen. Come on. So why not worship him in spirit and in truth? Revelations 4. You don't have to turn to it. It's going to be on the screens. But if you want to, you can. I read this. And I'm thinking about the fact that Revelation 4. And right now I'm going to ask our worship team to come back up here just for a second. I'm going to ask them to gather and come back. But listen at this. says After this, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven and with the first voice, which I heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. Now, listen at this. Listen at this scriptures, what I'm about to read to you. And at once, at once I was in the spirit. Do you know that in order for you to to really get out of your place of lethargy, apathy and all the things that are going on, you got to get in the spirit. There's some things God wanted to show you that are in the natural, but you got to see it in the spirit. You know what I'm talking about? My mother used to say that. She'd be like, get in the spirit. And what I didn't, I'd be funny just going, what, what do you mean get in the spirit? She goes, you're going to have, God wants to show you something. In order for you to see it, you're going to have to get in the spirit. Some of you need to get in the spirit. i would like, what do you do, mom? Do you step in? It's like the hokey pokey. I mean, how do you do it? She goes, you're going to have to shut your mind off. Which some of them, I'm like, that's easy for some of us, <laughs> but some is not for some. And she goes, you're going to have to focus on the Lord because he says, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. She goes, you got to get in the spirit. And so he said, I was immediately in the spirit at once and behold, the throne stood in heaven and with one seated on the throne and behold, who sat on it had appearance of Jasper and Carnelian and and around the throne was a rainbow that had appearance of an emerald and around the throne were 24 thrones and seated on the thrones were 24 elders clothed in white garments with golden crowns on their heads. And from the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder. And before the throne were burning seven torches. Of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was as it were a sea of glass, like crystal, and around the throne, on each side of the throne were four living creatures, full of eyes, in the front and behind. I, I remember reading this to think about that. I remember reading this to the to our junior high students. And one of them raised her hand and said, "My mom must be in heaven." I go, "Why do you say that?" She's like, "Cause it's, she had eyes in the front and in the back. My mom have eyes in the back of her head." And so one of the kids was saying, I was "Like, no, but isn't that crazy that those creatures in heaven have all these? Just, just I mean, just seeing those different things, full of eyes in the front and behind. And the first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, and the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature." Like an eagle in flight and the four living creatures, each of them with six wings are full of eyes all around and within. And listen at this day and night. They never cease to say it. day and night. They never cease to say day and night. It does not stop. One version says they do not rest. They say this all the time. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come day And night, they see all these things that are going on, day and night. They do not stop. Holy, holy. So look up here just for a second as we get ready to to, play. Listen, stop talking about what you're going to do when you get to heaven. Stop saying, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask the Lord about mosquitoes. Why in the world did he make mosquitoes? So I've heard people say that. When you get to heaven, you're going to look up, you're going to be quiet. And you're going to fall down in worship as an adoration because of what you see. You're going to see him and everything's going to be changed. And you're, you thought you was going to, you're going to be like, you know what? Oh, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. I forgot to ask, you know, holy, holy. If you look up every time you look up, you're going to see something in him that you've never seen before. And you're going to fall down and worship because he is worthy of all of the praise and the glory belongs to him. Some of you are dealing with some issues even right now in your life. Some of you may have some fear and some, out, some doubt and unbelief and some things that are happening right now in your life. But I want to tell you what, can I say something to you this morning? I'm going to say it anyway. He's still worthy of our praise. Some of you may have your mind wanders and there's some things that are going on. I want to tell you this morning, well it's afternoon now, he is worthy of all of our praise. And so when you get your mind off of the things of earth, and the things of earth would grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. You can get caught up in his presence even right now.